Christmas may be everyone's favorite holiday, but Easter is at the high point, the center of the church's liturgical year. No matter where you start from on the calendar, the Sundays, the feasts, the solemnities, the weekdays, they all lead back to Easter and flow from it. And the reason is, of course, that out of the billions of human beings who have ever lived and died, only one, the Lord Jesus Christ, has returned from the grave. None of my deceased relatives have managed to do that. I doubt if any of yours have. But now that Christ has returned to the Father, isn't there a gulf between him and us? He enjoys eternal glory in the sweet by and by while we deal with life in the valley of the shadow of death. That's just sometimes the feeling. This is a problem of a risen but now absent Savior, a problem that goes back to the very early years of the Church, but whose solution is found in a surprising discovery by a team of archaeologists from the University of Michigan. It was a manuscript from an early Christian theologian named Melito. Melito was the bishop of Sardis, near Izmir in present Turkey. He is something of a patristic curiosity. He was the first to call the Hebrew scriptures the Old Testament, and one of the first to comprise a canon of the scriptures. His, the cathedral where he preached still exists, but it now is in ruins. Beyond that, little is known about him. Only scattered fragments of his works have survived. That is until one of his lost homilies for Easter was discovered buried in a cemetery of a Coptic monastery in Upper Egypt. It was regarded as one of the most important patristic discoveries of the 20th century. The Greek name for the homily is Peripaska, it, it, meaning on the Paschal Mysteries. It was preached on Easter somewhere between the years 160 and 170, and as far as homily goes, it's, it's a long one. It takes about 30 minutes to read it, probably longer to preach it. Obviously, the Christians of Sardis were not in a hurry to get home on Easter Sunday to eat chocolate bunnies and trade jelly beans. Melito's preaching style had a poetic, even hypnotic quality that keeps the reader reading and perhaps the listeners listening long beyond the attention span normally reserved for such activities, a span of time that I am even now aware I am dangerously close to violating. He has an unusual way of describing the resurrection. This is what he says in part, When Christ had suffered for the sake of the sufferer and had been bound for the sake of the imprisoned and judged for the sake of the condemned and buried for the sake of those who are buried, he rose up from the dead and cried aloud, Who is he who competes with me? Let him stand in opposition to me. Then come and take me on. I am the Christ. In other words, you got a problem with me? Let's step outside. This is unusually aggressive language to put on the lips of the risen Christ, vocabulary more fitting for a boxing ring than a church. It doesn't fit our image of a risen Jesus whose inner life might run the emotional gamut from A to B, as though his nerve endings has, had been cauterized by the resurrection. This is Jesus, the champion of champions. 
Melito is telling the Christians of Sardis, possibly anxious about some persecution, that the risen Christ is not an absent or passive spectator in their troubles. God's redeeming work still continues in our world where Christ, the victorious one, takes on all the enemies of the human race, sickness, sorrow, suffering, and death. This is exactly what we sing in Palestrina's famous hymn that gets trotted out every year for Easter and the occasional funeral. The strife is o'er, the battle's done, now is the victor's triumph won. Let the powers of death have done their worst, but Christ their legions has dispersed. Let shouts of holy joy outburst, alleluia. The only difference between that hymn and Belido's homily is that Palestrina makes it sound as though you and I have arrived on the scene 2,000 years late for the battle. We might want to rethink that. Having seen this in the year of COVID, that death has a voracious appetite, and though evil has been defeated, it keeps trying to make a comeback. And every time it does, Christ is there with his hands up in a fist, ready to duke it out. And the outcome is never in doubt. One measure of Easter's importance for believers lies in the fact that the Easter season lasts for 50 days, 10 days longer than Lent. 50 days of solemn alleluias is usually a lot more joy than most of us can psychologically handle. Tomorrow, or the day after, reality will begin to set in, and the same people to put up with, the same issues to deal with, the same feelings, passions, desires, pushing their way to the front of our consciousness. In your struggle to be holy, remember that you are not fighting alone. Sin, suffering, and death never take a day off. But neither does the risen Christ.